Welcome to the Tiny Box Dialogues. This series was created to share the knowledge of our experts using real examples from real people with real stories. Welcome to Tiny Box Dialogues. Today we are speaking to Dan Warburton about some unique work he does with one of the most traditional industries, law firms. Dan has over 15 years of experience in working with B2B service providers and small law firm owners to dramatically increase their revenue while also streamlining their business operations so they can enjoy the success that their business brings with their loved ones. Now, Dan, this was not an easy path to get here. You have faced real hardship as an aspiring entrepreneur can you please tell us a bit about this and then we'll dig into this why law firms? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think any small business owner, entrepreneur, or anyone who wants to live the dream that's watching this knows that though some speak about it being easy and it happens overnight and being in the right time, the right place. I personally have never heard of anyone that's made it quickly. And I certainly have not. I've failed in over 30 business ideas before I succeeded. And some of them just didn't even get off the ground. You know, I've, I've, I've gone from being Adrena Dan the DJ to Super Dan the handyman to <laughs> leading a team of nine doing property maintenance and renovations for, you know, high level London property owners. Yeah. You know, to then speaking, traveling around the world, learning to sell from the stage, learning investing, value investing, yeah. all sorts of training, sales training, like you name it. And I've tried it and all of it culminated in me finding out that I'm actually really enjoy guiding others to succeed. Yeah. And over time, I used to be very broad, just anyone ambitious, anyone that was up to something. And eventually it's then gone down to entrepreneurs, business owners, mm -hmm. and then B2B services CEOs. In other words, business owners that offer services to other businesses to succeed. Mm -hmm. And then from all my clients, the ones that I saw got the greatest results that obviously because of that, I enjoyed working with the most were actually small law firm owners. So here I am now as the coach that enables small law firm owners to succeed. That's fantastic and quite a journey to go through to get there. I have to, just regarding your persistence, you once dropped that you had done 200 courses in entrepreneurship and self-development, is that right? Yeah, 200 <laughs> programs between self-study books that you go through or full-blown one-year-long leadership management and entrepreneurism programs. Yeah, the whole lot, 200 courses. I've even completed a program where I did 51 days of yoga <laughs> in the Himalayas with yeah. a yogi at 4,250 meters above sea level. <laughs> yeah, and do you still practice? Did it instill Every single day. Fantastic. Every day, every Good. day, yeah, it stayed with me. Maybe yeah. that's what it takes thin air to get it real deep. <laughs> so listen, you did say that you had moved to law firms because that's where you've seen the most results, I guess. Is that why you chose law, for law firms? Just because you can see the tangible uh, results of your work? Yes, because as I've become a coach that's specializing with business owners, you'd think, well, it's all about the bottom line. It's all about the money. But then I noticed that there's many people who have money that are financially succeeding, but are working 70 hours a week, have relationships that have totally fallen apart, 
their health isn't good, they're overweight, they don't like what they see in the mirror. And so I then realized, well, if I'm coaching this individual in how to become financially successful, mm -hmm. but we're not working on why they're working 70 hours a week yeah. and their relationships are falling apart and they are miserable, then it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So in the end, what I found is that I work with my clients to first get their hours down whilst they maintain increasing, you know, whilst they maintain their current earning rates. And but, but then I was hit. Sorry, I have to ask though, that because this is a very traditional um field, and I know I know lots of lawyers who work 70 hours a week. It sounds like you're going in from a holistic perspective and that you're trying to balance their entire lives. But how do you get them to buy into that? Because traditionally, law firm is by hour. It's, it's fee by hour. So how are you getting them to, first of all, buy into this? You know what? You need to create balance in your lives. Or do you feel fine that they've already hit that wall when they come to you? <laughs> yeah, and, and very well said. And it's funny, it's just what I was about to say. When I first started doing this, uh -huh. I noticed that or what I discovered was when law firm owners here work less, they think, oh, earn less. Yeah. And, and so they just didn't get what I do. And it's taken me four months of changing the messaging round mm -hmm. before, you know, now having a steady stream of clients in this. Yeah. And the, the point is, is work less, but increase profits. Yeah. And then I get asked, but how do you do that? Well, <laughs> the, the main thing is, as you said there, yeah. it, if you charge an hourly rate, you need to work an hour to earn that hour. But mm -hmm. if you shift to a value-based mm -hmm. quoting, which is where you quote people, your clients on a piece of work to be done, mm -hmm. then you've got a fixed amount that you're earning to complete that piece of work. Yeah. And let's say that you're earning 250 pounds an hour usually, and you quote 500 for this piece of work, but you get it done in an hour and a half, then yeah. all of a sudden you're earning, you know, a fair bit more than 250 an hour. And so based on that, all of a sudden you can then start to work less hours throughout the day and then your profit margins increase. But then the next thing is, is why not have somebody else do the fee earning work on your behalf? Mm -hmm. And then for each hour that they're working and when you couple that in with the value-based quoting model instantly you get to a point where you know if they're if they cost you 60 pounds an hour but they bring in 250 pounds for that hour yeah. you're earning 190 pounds yeah but you haven't worked yeah so you've worked zero but earn 190 in that hour but the thing is is with especially small law firm owners because they come from a, a study background of books they haven't learned how to delegate Mm -hmm. They haven't learned leadership. They don't know how to make a straight request of others, hold them to account and to manage them. And it becomes such an emotional nightmare for them mm -hmm. and all the training that when they try it, they give up and they come back to just doing everything themselves. And then they're back to the 70 hours a week work. So there's a big trust component of that. I mean, it is law and they don't want their neck on the line if something goes wrong. So I think there is a lot of barriers there to them trusting the people that they delegate to yeah yeah and, and absolutely it's not like you delegate you let them hand deal with the client do the work deliver the work yeah. not at all absolutely because as you say their neck is on the line but it's very simple to have the fee earner and you 
turn up on a call at the same time with a new client. Yeah, yeah. And then you speak to them about the work you're going to do and you say, Charlie or John or Samantha here is going to be working with me to get your work done for you. We'll have it done by this date. It's all agreed between you. And then when you hang up, they then go and do the heavy lifting. But then you as a small law firm owner just check the work and then submit it. I mean, it's, so this, you know, it's so funny because I think it's your entrepreneur background that brings you here because I think of like four hour work week and the big premise there is you should be paying people to do the work that, you know, that is yeah. below you. You need to be doing the work that you should be doing and pay somebody else to do the other work. So it's very familiar, but only to <laughs> entrepreneurs because a lot of people that are in law firms have never read these books, right? They've never actually experienced you've, entrepreneurship. You've got it. Yeah, 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 you've got it because they because they've gone through education and years and years of law, you know, for um, training. Yeah, to exactly. know that they work an hour, they get paid for that hour, then they go and launch their law firm. It's only them on their own. They they never up until then have ever thought of delegating or having somebody yeah. else support them. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's really revealing. I mean, that's great that you've gotten to the point where you can commit some of this, and you have the proof points to back it up now, right? Because you've worked with a few different firms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of my clients recently added an extra £192,041 in revenue after working with me for 12 months. And she was working 70 hours when she started and now she works 35 a week. Well done. That's an incredible number. And but then but then somebody thinking would be thinking, oh yeah, well that 192,041 has just gone paying other people in wages. No, her profit margins have increased as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so, it. yeah, absolutely. And that's just one of the stories I've got I can share. Okay, yeah. we'll share some more in a second because you know, I think <laughs> that you're very much touching on what's come up in the pandemic is that people are looking for purpose-led, value-driven work. And this yeah. and what I always say is in what you pay gets done. So if you're not incentivizing the right way, then of course you're not going to have the right outcome. And by changing and shifting to a value-based work um, ethic, then you can create these value, these bigger yeah. margins actually. But I do want to dig into, because I think you've got some really concrete tips for people. So I really want to dig into these five tips that you think are most important to achieve this. If you can just high level name them and then we'll dig into each one, that would be great. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, th- this is kind of like my mantra. I have it here on screen. It's like my formula. Okay. I call it the lawyer who gets the cream formula. And- <laughs> And, and what it does is it enables a small law firm owner to gain an extra around about 200,000 mm-hmm. revenue in a year mm-hmm. whilst decreasing their work hours, whilst also dramatically increasing their profits. Mm-hmm. And all of this, and this goes for any small you know, business owner, especially one that offers services to other businesses, the first thing is what I call set vision aligned quarterly financial and lifestyle target plan. In and other words, and lifestyle, that being the key. And lifestyle, lifestyle. yeah. <laughs> and lifestyle, yeah. Because uh, as you're saying, you know, living a value-based lifestyle, it's mm-hmm. like you can go and, and aim to earn all this money, but unless you write down whilst working 30 hours a week. If you don't write that down, you're yeah. leaving it open to building a business that enables you to generate whatever you know target you go for if you do it the right way, get the right support and it all goes to plan, mm-hmm. but you haven't stated with how many hours. And so you could easily be building a business that then burns you out. Yeah. You know, and then also, where do you want to live? Do you want to, do, do you want to be remote or do you need, or do you want to be able to go to an office once or twice mm-hmm. a week? 
you know, if you if you don't state either of those, you build a business that whenever you then want that, you're not able to do it because your business relies on you having to travel or having to be somewhere at a certain time. Yeah. So That's all fair. of that needs to be clearly defined to details. Yeah? yeah. Because it's the future that we're choosing that governs and dictates the choices that we make today. Excellent. You know? Yeah, cool. I absolutely so then, I mean, if you can get people to buy into the lifestyle goals as well, well done. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't see the point of not living by choice. Yeah. You're either, you're either living at the effect of the world and what your industry says you should do, what your mum and dad say you should do, and you're just doing and doing and doing and doing and doing and doing because everybody else says that you should be doing and doing and doing and doing. But mm -hmm. that's not living, is it? Surely living is when we have a dream and something that inspires us and we wake up every day feeling inspired to create that vision for ourselves and those that we love. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Maybe it's different yeah. for others. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think know. you know what? Even if you, even if you don't have a family, it could just be traveling and enjoying culture. It could be spending more time at the tennis courts. It can be anything that you define that makes yes. it so that you're not sitting there working. And I think yeah. that's the important distinction is, You've earned this. You've done your work. You've done the yeah. education. Whatever yeah. you choose to do with your free time, just make sure there's free time. Right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so then the, the second part mm -hmm. is set and repeat seven day action plan. Okay. So in other words, once you have that vision, it's about keeping the inquiry in mind. What is the very most effective action I need to take this week to mm -hmm. be on track for that? The house, the dream, the finances, the relationship, the health, the well-being, yeah. all of it then scheduled in on the one scheduler. Okay. If you schedule in all your work mm -hmm. and you haven't scheduled in time for keeping fit, healthy or sleeping, <laughs> yeah. then where's that going to go? <laughs> what, you mean you there's actually... not more than 24 hours in a day, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 it, the point is, is if it's not scheduled in, it's not happening. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. You know, people say, oh, I'm terrible at keeping fit. Okay, when, when are you going to the gym next? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, when, <laughs> I, when I find but time, when you schedule when time. When I find, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Time box. You know, I have friends who are really dedicated to time boxing and it's a, it's a very good tool. It's something that even Best Self Journal has made their money on. It's that you just block every half hour. Every half hour is scheduled. That's it. Even your break, yeah. even your lunch, everything is scheduled. Yeah. And you find you focus so much more when you time box. Yeah. Ah, anyway, yeah. great. Okay. Yeah. Great second. And, 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 and you're, you're absolutely right. And the other thing is, is don't just have a pile of work mm -hmm. and then in your scheduler put attack pile of work for two hours. <laughs> do people do that? Yeah. A lot of the small law firm owners do it. Okay. Okay. And so what happens is they're working and working and working. Yeah. Not really sure how much more work they've got and what deadlines they need to hit what by because they're in such a panic of just doing and doing and doing. And probably doing work that they shouldn't be doing, to be fair. Like, you know, That's not doing right. important and urgent or just stuff. Not, <laughs> Yeah, or not prioritised in the right way. Yeah. yeah. So, so the first thing is, is schedule in time for scheduling. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It seems ironic, doesn't it? It seems counterintuitive. But it's like yeah. the people I know who spend the Sunday, the last part of Sunday, they're like, they look at their next day and they just want to schedule it out. And I'm like, you know, that actually makes sense because you wake up on Monday and you're ready to go. Like instead of this yeah. stress of, oh my God, I'm back at work. 
<laughs> that's it yeah yeah or what should i be doing next yeah, because yeah. what causes us to actually become very tired by the end of the day is decision making yeah. the few decisions we take out the more energy we have yeah yeah absolutely nice love it <laughs> so <laughs> then number good advice for everyone not just law firms so well, well this is it right yeah so then the third thing is design ideal team plan okay so if somebody wants to be pocketing 1.2 million pounds mm -hmm. a year it's like okay so let's see if you could earn that on your own yeah. what would your hourly fee be whilst you work 30 hours a week yeah yeah <laughs> you'd have to be a lawyer that defends the queen of england yeah to make that possible do you know what i mean right so if that's not possible then you need to actually work out how many staff members do you need in your team to hit that financial take-home nice. target? Very cool. Yeah. And until you've worked that out, all you're doing is thinking, right, I'm going to grow the business. You have a rough job outline. You interview them. You get them working, and then they're working and working and working and doing and doing. And then you're working and working and doing and doing and doing. But why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you haven't actually worked out what is it on my plate that they can lift off and they can handle for me whilst ensuring it's adding towards the dream of hitting the 1.2 million take home a year. It's so, do you know what? I know so many entrepreneurs who have this issue because even myself, I just finally hired a virtual assistant and I'm like, why didn't I do this years ago? Because it just takes so much of the nonsense off your plate that you can really focus on the creative and quality side of things. And I just, yeah. it's so funny that you say that because I haven't done that calculation. And, but and, I know and, it's helped me. I know I should have done it sooner, but I haven't done the calculation. <laughs> and and the, the, the challenge is, is, is actually different for you, Raj, because in the time that I've worked with you and we've been speaking and communicating, I know you are very organized <laughs> and you've got amazing systems. And so everything is done properly and in the same order and in the same way. And you keep everything in the same folders. When your VA came in, you went, hello, hi. This is how we do things around here. This goes in there, that goes there, delete that, move around this here. If you got that, great, next one. But for this, what we do is we do this. Am I, am I mistaken? I, do you know what? I've got to say for the audience, he doesn't know me that well, but damn, he really nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. so this is the catch. Yeah. Most business owners have not systemized and refined yeah. their whole uh, systems and procedures. So when they then employ someone, they're expecting that who are employing to start snooping around, working it out and saying, oh, Finding. what you need is this and what you need is that. Yeah. It does not happen. Yeah. You yeah. need to have the system down and flowing and then plug somebody into it. Yeah. Which is actually your number four, isn't it? The core systems. Yeah. And then, well, number, yeah, it, 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 I moved it around a bit, but yeah, yeah, number four, core systems and delegation. Yeah. So once you've then got the core system set up, then you can delegate them. And you can't delegate them until you've got the core system set up. Yeah. But here's the other catch. Most small law firm owners think, oh, let me start off by delegating the small stuff. And so they then employ someone to start doing the small stuff. Yeah. But then they find that they've got more training to do to first create the systems to then have them take over the small stuff. Yeah. But then they're having to work hours and noticing that they're paying somebody to do the small stuff on top of themselves, still having to manage 
the aftermath of what yeah. is created from them doing their work. So then they're still doing the same amount of admin while somebody else is. Isn't and that so crazy? they then get this experience of, I can't grow a business because even when I employ other people, I'm still working the same amount of hours or more. Yeah, and you, like you say, it's because you didn't have the systems and processes in place that somebody else can plug themselves into. It's Sorry. actually not just that. Yeah. It's not just that. What's that? The way that you have somebody actually handle the small stuff is you employ somebody to first handle the fee earning and the business development okay. in one. Mm -hmm. What that is, is somebody you take on board who's good with people, who can pick up the phone to all your clients and say, hey, how you're doing? We did this piece of work for you this time last year or three yeah. months ago. Just checking. Was it all okay? Everything fine? Is there anything else we can do for you? Okay, yeah. great. Do you know anyone else who might be interested to have a conversation with us that we could also do this for them? And that way, you're generating more work. Mm -hmm. But because that person is also able to carry out the work, when the work comes in, it doesn't fall on your plate. They're able to do it. What yeah. that does is it then generates more revenue and then more profit. Yeah. So they are then paying for themselves. And because they're in the business and because they are, you know, the younger employee, it's absolutely fine to make a request of them to then also handle the admin that goes with what they're doing. And then you plug in everything that you're doing and then they become the leader of the fee earning division of your business. Now, I find that very interesting. I just want to dig into that just for a second. I know we're going to run out of time soon, but um, <laughs> so, cause no, cause a lot of people do think it's just the small stuff. It's just the small stuff, right? But even simple things like social media, I have found like if they do not understand what your business does and what your fundamental content and delivery is, how can they yeah. possibly post a post for you? Like I, and this yeah. is something that really blows my mind. They're like, oh, they'll deal with the social media. How can they? If they don't understand yeah. the business, yeah. how can they yeah, yeah. know what to promote? So I really like that you say that because I think that is very much the opposite thinking for a lot of people. Oh, just take that off my desk, it'll be fine. But how do they do that? How do they, how do, they do that? And, the and also, yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, is the social media activity that you're doing creating mm -hmm. a steady stream of connections yeah. that then become paid, you know, paying yeah. clients? Because if it's not, let's just call it a mess, a social media mess, then yeah. you're just delegating out and paying somebody to carry out a social media mess. That's it, that's it. doesn't work. Yeah. You've got to crack it first. You've got yeah. to understand how to do it yourself first, mm -hmm. and then you can have somebody else take it over. Yeah, or nice. outsource it altogether. But the problem with that is when you outsource, is that individual's running a business. And if they agree another contracts and they get more work in at some point, yeah. they might not be able to continue doing what you're doing. And then you're left with something that's kind of starting to work, but you don't know where it's left. You can't take it over. You don't know how it works. So then you get left back to zero. It's the same thing. You won't know your core system, so you can't take it over. That's Fantastic. It, exactly. Okay, great. And, and there is a number five, I take it. <laughs> five. What did I say the number five was? At the day you said automatic gave? sales. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I still have that one in the same place. Number five, okay. automated sales <laughs> systems. Yeah. And so what this is, is to make sure that the business can continually not only fund your employees, but keep adding to the profit margins is there needs to be automatic sales systems in everything that you do. Yeah. And all that is, it's a reminder, you know, work completed for this client seven days ago, pick up the phone to them, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and ask them, you know, how did it go? Is there anything more we can do? Them? And then an automated system that says, you know, not heard from client or dealt with client since three months. Mm -hmm. contact them again yeah. and then also adding so many new connections on linkedin and so many new messages on linkedin 
and sending you know some free information that's useful to people and having that and then also offering your existing clients to be on a mailing list to be sent insider tips or insider secrets of the industry that's going to help them in their business yeah. so it's something really valuable and and the, you know this goes back to email lists people say oh, it doesn't work yeah they don't work because you just keep trying to sell and make offers yes you need don't to give them value that. yeah just keep giving yeah. value keep giving value you then stay on their mind and as soon as they have a nightmare and they know that you're good at dealing with it yeah. your phone rings and so when you've then got that set up mm -hmm. it then enables the business to successfully grow and, and exceed financially so that takes me to the the question before we close up is that you know you talk about technology and you talk about this automatic sales system where do you see law firms heading in the future when it comes to tools and technology and standardization? Because I got to tell you, I see lots of opportunity for that to be the case, that technology can take care of some of these things, but they seem the most resistant to it, right? So I just wonder yeah. where you think it's heading. And if you think, you know, because you're in the midst of it, and I know a lot yeah. of great technology has come from solving some of the problems that you're solving. So yeah. are you planning to build a tech or do you see this being the future or what? Uh, no, I mean, there's, there's a few out there that are already perfectly good for managing legal firms workflow. Mm -hmm. And, the, but the challenge is, is how does a small law firm owner move from their archaic system or their Google Sheets. They think they're up with tech because they're using Google Sheets. <laughs> How do they move from that into this new system? It's completely overwhelming. And it yeah. needs to be done at the right time and in the right order. And usually it's when you have your first fee earner working with you, mm -hmm. who's also handling the admin, that can take on researching, finding the right platform for you, and then bit by bit be moving everyone to the new system. And then they can train you the small law firm owner how to then transition into the new system for you so that you don't have to worry about all of it and it's handled and created in-house to yeah. make sure that everybody knows what they're doing so you this is another area where you see that delegation would actually be the way forward because you bring in this younger yes. person who can develop it and put it in place before they even transition you to it yes okay yeah yeah absolutely yes somebody in your team starts to work with it yeah. and starts to use it you know, starts every new call that comes in. Mm -hmm. The first thing you do is you get their first name, last name, email, telephone number. You create, you know, a new client file. And then you ask them, what do you need? And then, you know, if the phone gets hung up, we get too busy, you're actually tracking. We had a phone call with an inquiry on this date. And, you, yeah. and it's tracked. You're staying on top of it. Yeah, and now absolutely. there's amazing... There's amazing platforms that will now track all that. And then you can market to emailed quote. Mm -hmm. And then you can market to recontact or underway, yeah. completed, awaiting invoicing. And then all you've got to do is on a little drop down is click, right, what new inquiries have come in? Yeah. Who's waiting for a quote? Who do we need to invoice? And, I mean, Pipedrive has been around for ages and we've got active campaign and mail jobs. There's, there's so many tools that can help. But like you say, if you don't understand your processes first, you don't know your flow of information it. and you can't implement. I always say this, it's a strategy before technology and then you implement the technology for your strategy, right? So that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So finally, yeah, let's think about your final takeaways that you would like leaders to leave with because I think I'd like to come back to where you started, which is fundamentally the balance. So is there any aspirational thoughts that you would like to throw out there for any lawyers that might be listening or any small firms that might be listening? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, just my experience is like with another client I'm working now, she's been growing her law firm now for over 20 years mm-hmm. and is still burnt out, exhausted, working 70 hours a week and barely managed to grow it past six employees. Mm-hmm. And she came to me and she was in tears. And the first thing that we did was actually schedule in when she's going to do her work and when wow. she's going to live. Amazing. And so, you know, and so unless you schedule in what is important to you, you won't, it won't happen. There's no yeah. such thing as spare time, free time. Mm-hmm. And if you're a young law firm owner or somebody that's young in business don't think that when you're earning the millions you'll then retire yeah because the art is is to master such a balance today that brings you so much enjoyment Mm -hmm. that you never want to retire yeah that's it the success factor is that that needs to be redefined redefined what success means fantastic so i have to one last question before i close this out are you following your own advice Yes, I sleep eight hours a night. I practice yoga for one hour a day, and that includes 20 minutes meditating. I'm actually vegan. I don't eat colorings, preservatives, and I live a very relaxed, easy lifestyle here in the south of Spain, usually on beaches on the weekends with my little baby daughter of two and little tiny baby daughter of one month. Oh, amazing. Bravo. Walking the talk is really important when it comes to leadership. So I love that. Thank you so much. But there you have it. Remember, you can go from efficiency to profitability and dramatically increase your revenue, but you got to balance your lifestyle and your work properly. (laughs) This audio will be shared on Spotify. This video will be shared on YouTube. Thank you for joining us. You'll be able to find Dan's information underneath both. And thank you so much, Dan, for joining us. Thanks so much. Bye. Tinybox Academy. For more information, visit us at tinybox.academy.